the jobs that they're doing. So this is a side business, if I can call it that. But I I, I don't want to use the term side business because that would be kind of disrespectful. And, and you know, there's a there's a certain connotation that side business has in Nigeria. It's a full of business. It's just that it's a full of business. That's the second. This is Business Viva NG Podcast, Episode 4. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Detari from The House. And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Craving. So first question is, can you introduce yourself and tell us about the brand and how old the brand is and what your background is as well, so like what you studied? Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Detari Pobeni. Um, the brand is called The House Lagos. It's, let's see, from December 22nd last year to today. So that's just over almost nine months now. Um, I studied economics at the University of Manchester and a master's in investment banking from London School of Business and Finance. So the partner, so how did that conversation start? Um, well, really, it was just literally a conversation. Uh, we, we realized there was nowhere for us to go and be comfortable. Uh, the kind of environment that we wanted, you know, somewhere chilled, relaxed. Um, yeah, just not so up-tempo like a club or a bar or a lounge, you know, a place where people would be able to sit down, have a conversation. You don't need to shout across the table to your associates for them to hear you. Um, a really relaxed and laid-back vibe. That's what we're looking for. What's your relationship with the partners like? Oh, um, well, one of them, we went to the same secondary school. Uh, he's, he's been my boy for years. Um, I spent my first year of uni on his couch. Oh, wow. Know, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a friendship which is eternal, let me put it that way. And uh, the lady, well, uh, we met in I think 2003 2004 and then we've, we've been very good friends ever since then so who was the first person who had the idea and then how did like, how did you guys pull the team together we were literally having a conversation all three of us and saying um, yeah we should we should set up something the original plan wasn't on the scale Toby who is the girl in the partnership she she's kind of like a driving force you know she she brings Kavadon and I together, and she's really pushed us to get to this to get to this level. So, from the first conversation to you guys opening shop, how long did that take? Literally, from the first conversation to when we opened, it was sixteen weeks. Sixteen weeks. Yeah. Four months. Yeah. That's very fast pace. Yeah, and uh, I've you got some white hair to show that. <laughs> oh wow. That's includes like so. Did you have a location already, or because no, a four months turnaround time is very impressive. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, and I'm not sure I would advise anybody to go through it because, yeah, it's is this um this is a full time thing that everyone has a day job. Yeah, everyone still has the jobs that they're doing. So this is a side business, if I can call it that. I, I I don't want to use the term side business because that would be kind of disrespectful. And, and you know, there's a there's a certain connotation that side business has in Nigeria. It's a full of business. It's just that it's 
It's a second he's job. It's a second full-time job. Second, That's yeah, what exactly. it is. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's no two way about it. This industry is very uh, time consuming, and then it's very yep. demanding as yep. well. So it's not a part time. You can't. You can't. As your skill, you can't do it as a part time. No, you can't. Wow. Okay, so if four months you pull it off, that's again you have a fantastic team. Then you know I'm guessing you you don't have too many horror stories of artisans not getting job done on time, you know. Because um, I'm guessing you did a lot of renovations to the space. What was the initial space there before? Was it like a house? It was. It was literally a house. It was literally a house, and is it is impossible to not have a horror story as long as you're dealing with Nigerian artisans. It's impossible. But you pull it off in four are, months, so you. you yeah. Does any of you yeah. guys have a like construction background or like uh because I'm I'm trying to I'm still surprised how in four months you can from start to finish you, you can open up a restaurant. Construction no. I mean uh, we we've we've all that okay, well, I know I've done a bit of property development. That's not actually doing construction. Um yeah, it was literally just the drive to get it done, you know, because everyone we spoke to but it's not possible. You guys need like a year to be able to even get off the ground. And um, yeah. And guess <laughs> yeah, you guys that, are shooting for the Christmas crowd as well too. Funny enough, that wasn't actually the motivation because we we didn't want to, we didn't want the whole thing where you open up at Christmas and things look a certain way and then all of a sudden there's a massive dip in your revenue and um, guests and stuff like that. Yeah, so we, we didn't want that. We didn't want to be the place that, yeah, they just opened up for Christmas and then two, three months later, you don't even hear of them. Um, so yeah, it just it just so happened that the conversation came across or came about at a time where the execution date was close to Christmas. Okay. If you ask people, there was no launch. We literally just opened up the doors one day and said, yeah, guys, we opened up somewhere. <laughs> Show up. That works as well because it, it, it kind of, it, it creates a chance to grow organically. Um, and then yeah. you know, a fad. You know, people is word of mouth is being pushed like very well, and then um, they keep hearing from hearing about the brand. So my next question is a uh, no. I'm just gonna say like the number of of my uh, associates who turn up there and they seem like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, yeah, we kind of own it. And he's like, what? You never told me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I never told you because I wanted it to grow organic. I didn't want it to be a place where your friends just come to. That's good. So next question is about funding because um, it's a high end type space you guys have built. You know, um, compared to my space, you can call mine like a shack. So like, was this something that you guys had to raise money for, or you guys dipped into like your personal funds? Like, you know, um, just touching it briefly. Or it's it's a weird one because I think due to the concept, it's not a regular bar, it's not a regular restaurant. So it's in terms of funding it. I mean we put in personal funds and we had, I don't want to call them investors because they're much more than investors. They're people who believe in the dream. Okay. You know, they, they saw the product and they believe in the product. So they weren't just investing because they expected a return. They were investing or supporting because it was the kind of product that they wanted to consume as well. So the number of times our, investors in quotes are at the house every week shows that yeah we in my opinion shows that we're doing something right okay what's your work day like you open tuesday through sundays so take out the your night to five like what's this like schedule like on you oh okay yeah we uh i run a couple companies of 
some other partners. Okay. Okay, so I'll take them like a day. Up at six, work out for like 20 minutes, do a six to eight K run straight to the office, which is behind Silverbird. I'm in the office before nine. Had a meeting in the office till two, like that's our Monday morning meeting. Kind of like, you know, set the set the tone for the week. Okay, and this is so for the business? No, this is for Marvel business. Okay. Uh, in the office till two, from two, I head straight to the house today because we're not open today, but we have trainings, we have cleaning, we have all sorts of admin and stuff like that. So straight to the office, straight to the house from the office, which is not too far away. Um, and I literally just, as you called me, just drove into my house. So as I'm here, I need to go over some reports from today for the house and have a meet, uh, have a conference call with my two partners are uh, currently in London to discuss some stuff for the rest of the week. Okay. And then when that's done, I will go back to working on um, so now proposal for my other business. How many other uh, businesses have, do you have? Uh, three. So three including this or as four in total? Oh no, four including this. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. That's how you doing yeah, it? Yeah, it's, 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 so I, well, in my case, I say one thing, um, it's great to have partners. I know Nigerians don't typically like partnerships, but I only go into partnerships with people who I understand the foundations of their existence. Let me put it that way. People who think the same way as me, people who have the same principles and people who I I can say I trust 100%. That's fantastic. To have growth, you have to have synergy and have to have partners or yeah. great employees. So that's uh, glad you're able to build the right team around your businesses. What's the staff strength like at the house? And do they all report to you? The, the structure means they don't all report directly to me. We have um, like management staff, middleman management. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it should be about 42. Say fourteen or twenty? Forty-two. Forty-two. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Um. So how have you? How are you guys making sure your brand stays very competitive? Because the thing with Lagos is a lot of new places are popping up, and they're all you know creating great atmospheres and whether we like it or not, similar types of food. You know, yeah. um, what are you, what are you guys doing to remain competitive, and what are you guys doing differently than every other person in the same space you guys are in? So that's a daily thing. It's daily literally every day um thinking about the brand being intentional with every single aspect of the house um you wouldn't find us just doing this for doing sake or just doing this because it's popular no we we i don't even want to say we overthink because i don't think that's possible right now especially in the in this business or in this environment we think through pretty much every single thing. So when you come into the house, when you sit on the couch, you know, there's a reason why this couch has this texture and the duvet you have on this couch feels this way or looks this way. You know, it's, it's, it's like that due to ensure that the experience is always a hundred percent. We focus so much on the experience. And that's what people generally talk about. How would you say the brand has evolved since you started December 22nd? How it's evolved? Um, let's see. 
how would I say it evolved? From the initial concept, you know, like, because with, with these things, I'm guessing we test our, our assumptions and then realize that this isn't working, we take that out. You know, maybe um, it could have been a menu change. It could be like a musical change. It could be a service change. You know, like, you know, what, how has the brand oh, changed okay, like, okay. from the initial um, start, December 22nd? What, what did you have to tweak? So the, the concept largely has remained the same. Um, we, we set out to put out a particular product in the market and we, we decided right from the jump that we weren't, we weren't going to let the market dictate what the product will be. We would dictate what the market should, I, I don't know, consume. So for example, when we first started, uh, people came around and they complained about the fact that, um, oh, you guys just play house music in the living room. Um, cause if you enter the living room, which is like the main eating area, um, it's generally house music, you know, tropical house, a little bit deep house. And they're like, oh, why did you spend this here? Cause they didn't quite understand the concept of the living room. They thought it was going to be the typical Nigerian restaurant where at a certain time it, you know, morphs into a club. But that's what the, that's what the plan. The plan is that is always a comfortable room. Um, so we maintain that. Um, so in terms of evolving, um, I think what's happened now is the market has evolved more than I think the brand has pushed the market to evolve because we put out a product which people didn't expect and people weren't used to. And now they understand how to consume that product. And they do, you know, I'll give you an example. Like Nigerians just weren't comfortable with making a reservation make a reservation. All you have to do is call and make a reservation. And people would complain that, ah, why do I have to call? I can just come. But then they learned that if you just walk in, there are 150 people who have walked in before you. And probably 120 of them have made a reservation. So there's no space for you. So all you have to do is call and make a reservation and then you have your space. So it's 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 things like that. Which I, I mean, I'm quite happy at the fact that I guess it's good demand for your business then because most people are saying that if customers sometimes, I won't say they bully their way into forcing businesses to like cave into their demands, but, um, oh, they do. but I'm surprised they that do. you guys can, can pull that off. I think that's fantastic. It also lets you plan ahead as well too, because then you have an idea of what to expect for the day. Yeah. Okay, do you have issues with cancellations or? I mean, you still, you still have people who walk in and I mean, yes, there, there was space for them, but generally people understand that if you're going to the house, it's ideal to make a reservation because you're not guaranteed. What's, a space. Is, what's the sitting capacity? Um, issues, issues, uh, seating. So it's funny because with the outside area, which is included in our seat numbers, that really, that really, um, skews the figures because you can have a situation whereby because outside, yeah, so we, we seat about 36 outside, regular seating. But you'd have a day where a group of 25 people come and occupy a space that we plan to have 10 people okay. because they're all standing around and it's outside and it's nice. You know, so it's a bit, it's a bit what weird. What value do your other partners add to this? So you run operations, like what's the, what's the split of duties? Let's call, call it that. Oh, uh, we do operations, finance, strategy. So my, 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 uh, Boy Cavadell, he's a finance guru, you know, investment banker. Um, yeah, he's he's experienced, and he's because I'm a finance 
professional as well, but he's more experienced in that. So he handles finance, IG operations, and Toby handles strategy, branding. Okay. Where do you see your brand in the next five years? <laughs> in um, in places where you wouldn't expect a Nigerian brand to be. What does that mean? Let me let me let me put it that way. Um, Within Nigerian you know how, market, or you're talking international? Yeah, exactly. Export, export. Okay. We, we're, well, yeah. Let's let's just put it that way. Okay. So you don't think you there's enough markets within Lagos and Nigeria to conquer? You want to go out of the, go international already? So it's, it's so I, I don't see it as conquering a market. It's a different challenge. It's a different market. So let's let's just see. I mean, it's not 100 percent at the moment where. We're still strategizing, but we'll see. We'll see where we are. Okay, that's good. We'll, we'll catch up. We're definitely gonna have some more, some more of these talks. So there was a club I used to go to. I, I didn't really go clubbing when I was in college, but there were a few ones I went to where each floor had its own different kind of theme, and it was fantastic. Then, so it's uh, I've never been to the house, but I've heard good reviews about it all around. And again, that, that I, sounds I, like a there was a club in Manchester which was similar to that. I'm to oh, this is in DC. I think it's M2 or one of those clubs, man. Yo, guys are old. I can't even remember. <laughs> what has been the most challenging experience you've had so far? Um, most challenging single experience or it just could, a general, just general experience? Because like one can be. Daily. So it could be something which, like, just in terms of operating in this environment. Yes, that's the first question. Because the next one we'll talk about just your general entrepreneurial journey. So what's the most challenging experience you've had so far in this space, in the restaurant hospitality in this space like what would you what would you say it is getting people to appreciate time time uh, yeah getting people to appreciate time because i would have a vendor you know we have a contract to supply this to me at this time every day um getting people to appreciate time and communication i think they go in hand uh so let's say you meant to supply something to me at nine o'clock every day i I want it at nine o'clock or I need it at nine o'clock because I have certain things which need to be done. So it's 8.45, I call you. Um, are we going to be on time? Yes, we're going to be on time. Nine o'clock, you're not there. I call you. Oh, I'm just running a little bit late. 9.15, I call you. Oh, I'm still running a bit late. 9.30, 9.45. And bear in mind, every single time, I'm the one calling. You are never calling me to let me know, oh, I'm running late. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. And you don't, admit to me you're having issues with your supply, which, which is very simple. You could just let me know, I have a little bit of an issue, so and then I would make an alternative arrangement. Yeah, and they just leave you hanging. So it's it's a bit of a headache. Okay. What has been the worst entrepreneurial moment you've had throughout your whole entrepreneurship? The worst? Yes, worst entrepreneurial experience you've had. Uh, okay, not necessarily with this, right? No, not this, just general. Having a superstar pitch and presentation, um, given a, a you know stellar presentation, and at the end the decision maker goes, hmm, "Young man, I don't see a ring on your finger. You're not married. I'm not sure you're responsible enough to handle this." <laughs> so Live, true ring. story. Oh wow, this is in Nigeria. Yeah, right? given a yeah. Game. Oh yeah, right, right. Stellar presentation right here. And at yeah. the end, when I just when I just goes, goes back. Hmm. Yeah. So are you married now? Young man. 
Yeah, I don't see him. So I'd love to see him again and let him know just how responsible I am. Okay, okay. Congrats on that. Thank you. That's good. Why do you think food entrepreneurs fail? Like, why do you think all the restaurants, all the lounges, other things, this concept, why do you think they've failed in the past? Why? Um, well, I can't remember the stat. Is the stat which 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 uh, states the percentage of restaurants which always fail? I think it's a it's a high, very high failure rates business, you know, um, and. Being in it, I can see why because, yo, <laughs> it is as you said, time-consuming. It is tough. It is, it's, it's not something. So some people go into it just because they have a passion for it. I don't think you can be successful if you just have a passion. Well, there aren't many things you can be successful in if you simply have a passion for it anyway. But this one, there are just so many parts, so many different factors so some people yeah, go into it just holes, they have a black <laughs> hole that would just zoom your funds you know um, yeah it's and it's, it's weird because for me I've, I've never been a business to customer person this is the first business I'm doing which directly interfaces with customers I'm usually business to business so it's it's a, an entirely different experience for me okay do you um so I'm guessing you have recipes for your dishes and things like that. Like, is this something that all your employees know? Because so this is in my case initially when I started, I, I kind of kept everything secret. But over time, I just said let them know everything because it, it makes my job easier. Even if they leave and take it somewhere else, I'm not as worried. So when you were starting off, because your food is also something that people have raved about, you know. So is this something yeah. that? you guys share with the entire team where they all have the recipes or you still have one or two people who kind of just protect that and guard them like close chest kind of thing? Um, so we, the kitchen staff, the, the people who do make the food, they are aware of, I mean, they need to know how to make it because you don't want a situation whereby a staff member isn't around and there's no one that can make the dishes that he or she knows how to make. So there's a standard in the in the kitchen. Everyone should know how to make every single dish. Um, in terms of them taking it somewhere else, yeah, we are the kind of people who believe if you're going to take it somewhere else, then I'm just going to do something that's better. That's the mindset we have. That makes sense. So, so I can I can say, for example, we're always improving. We just launched the new menu. This. Uh, this weekend and it's, it's going down well so far a whole new menu you, well. you kept on the old stuff um, we kept some of the old stuff and launched uh, quite a few new things every three months I'm, I'm probably adding new things to the menu maybe before the year runs out I've taken out all the weak items and I've kept the strong ones in there so why did you feel the need to improve on the menu within nine months so look, looking at it in terms of improving isn't necessarily the, the way I look at it I look at it in terms of we're changing we're, we're doing you know, as I say, variety is the spice of life, you know. No one wants to have the same thing over and over. But don't apply that to marriage. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just something different, you know. We have our popular dishes, our most popular dishes. Obviously, those have to stay. Um, we had less popular, which have left the menu. But then less popular, they were still pretty good. They were still pretty good in terms of numbers. But 
you know, just let's get something else. Let's see, um, you know, let's let's That's see right how yeah. these other ones, how these other ones do. And maybe after a year, you could do like an all-star menu, all the top things. Yeah. It's the things that were taking too much inventory, taking like a long process to make, and I wasn't getting a ton of I wanted to have on it. I take it off the menu, and some folks will complain, but generally, you know, it's it's the stars that, you know, the top items that people really come and buy. So, um, yeah, it makes sense as a strategy. What advice would you give someone starting up? Your your processes, the things that you need to do in order to actually have the dishes come out and have your space looking pretty all the things all the non-glamorous things are the most important that's what i've learned 10 years ago you know eight years ago like what would you tell yourself now if you could speak to your young self 10 years ago yeah oh man <laughs> take that job in switzerland don't move back to nigeria <laughs> yo are you for real but they look at what you're doing yeah. four businesses now in nigeria i'm not sure you're gonna have four businesses in switzerland yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. I always, I always uh, share with my friend who we were literally in the same position, and and I was like, I'm gonna move back to Nigeria, move back to Bayelsa, change the world, you know. And he's like, Yeah, man, I'm just gonna go make some money, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's it's advice to my young self: just don't be scared. Okay. Don't be scared. You know that little apprehension which I might have had in certain situations over the years. Just, just don't, just don't go for it. Like. You're, you're an analytical person. Analyze it, make the decision, go for it. Okay, that's good. Last question is, can you recommend a book? Black Rednecks, White Liberals, Thomas Sowell. Black Rednecks, White Liberals. And White Liberals. Thomas. Thomas Sowell. Can you, pro- can you spell the last uh, Sowell? S-A-U-L? Uh, S, that's Yara, Oscar, Whiskey, Echo, Lima, Lima. Okay. Okay, and what's the book about? It's like an American book. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically, it's, it's trying to turn the whole argument of black and white on its head. Like the black and white race, the way we all see things, it's turning it on its head. And I mean, it, I guess it kind of ties into the whole issues we've had where Kanye said slavery was a choice, blah, 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 which I want to say was taken out of the context. But then, yeah, Kanye is not really the best person to get that message across. I always say, I always say, whenever Kanye is invited to talk about the whole race issue, he should go along with Thomas. He should just go like, hey guys, I know you want to hear me speak, but this guy knows a lot more about this, oh, wow. so let him talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about a business book then? Because that's a, uh, I mean, I think that's more like a lifestyle book. So any, any business book? Well, it's, 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 it's quite, it's, it's quite business oriented in a way, I okay. guess. But then the last book I've been reading, um, this lady, Nnedi Okorafor, she writes the Binti series. It's like Afrofuturism. Think of think of Black Panther, Wakanda, okay. but but a bit more. You can relate to it a bit more because she actually. I mean, she's Nigerian, so okay. Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So that's how I really appreciate your time. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you I'm, so I'm much. I'm proud man. of what you guys are doing. And you remember we met like back when I was the, uh, three cousins. You were trying to host the uh, chefs in the park. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean. Yeah. In hindsight, you were, you would get you showed love to the to this industry anyway, and look at Yo, you now. You know, it's funny to see someone like you who knows us from back then because then we didn't have eat drink labels. Yeah, none then of that was there. <laughs> none of that. Yeah, of that. so we were, we were there in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's um, you know, I kind of I was I was happy when it was you, and because I don't know any other Dataris. Well, thank you very much for your time again. Thank you so much, man. God bless you. Awesome. 
if you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday and on Thursday for a new podcast. Thank you.